What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamal K. Davis here with Zach Rosen, Ryan Disdier, and the greatness that is Jacob Rame is joining us on the podcast. The greatness. The greatness that is Jacob Rame as we talk Washington Wizards basketball at the start of the week. Wizards coming off, of, unfortunately, a 132-119 to loss at San Antonio. They have one more game coming up in Cleveland tomorrow. Uh, Chris Gehring's on the road. Uh, that's not a coincidence. He's from Cleveland, but loves the Wizards and obviously loves his job as well. We wish him the best. I'm sure you have stories when he returns. Guys, your thoughts on the Wizards over the past few games. Uh, we're not seeing the number of victories we would like, but closer games. They are playing better as a team, would you say, Zach? Yeah, they had two tough games. The Warriors are probably playing their best basketball since their 73-9 and season. I mean, they were just absurd on Thursday. And if you watch them again against the Cavs, uh, you saw that um, he, he uh, the Golden State, and by he I mean Steph Curry, has just been crazy good. Um, and it really goes to show you like how much better they are. I think Steph is like showing that he's their most valuable player. And he was incredible against the Wizards. I mean, the Wizards really shut them down from the three-point line, which I think was great. Unfortunately, they didn't do that last night against the Spurs. Um, but San Antonio is the best three-point shooting team in the league. And you can see why. They're just so good at creating opportunities. And then I thought the win in Orlando Friday was an important win. I mean, I know they blew an 18-point lead, and it got a lot closer than it needed to be. But... Mm-hmm. You know, they're on a, the second night of a back-to-back, got into Orlando at 4 in the morning and still were able to pull it out. And to me, it's just a win is a win. You move on. Obviously, that's what they did. Flew to San Antonio. Last night was an offensive explosion on both sides, and the Spurs kept going, and the Wizards got stifled in the second half. No, we don't win in San Antonio. That's just yeah. not something we do. It's rare. Um, the thing about the Warriors game was we made that we made that run at the end of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth – and we just kept having to look at each other and remind each other, Steph and KD aren't on the floor right now. Like, you know, we 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 cut it to we we cut it to within one Two. basket, right? Um, yeah. And I think Decker Two had points. a chance to tie it. You know, felt bad for Deck. He uh, took responsibility and sent a, sent a, a tweet. Unfortunately for him, I don't think we were going to win that game I either agree. way. I don't think it was going to happen either way. But tying the game and would have it would have it would have changed things. Sure, yeah, but. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you. I don't think we were beating that team right now. I don't think anybody is beating that no. team right now. Um, Five All Stars in their starting lineup. Um, you know that Boston game with them was great. Uh, Kyrie was phenomenal uh, in Boston, and they still lost. Um, um, but um, but then Steph and KD came back in the game and closed it. Steph had just about the quietest 39-point game you'll Very ever see. Very quiet. Yeah. yeah. Was it, it quiet? A, I don't know. He only made I, two threes. Well, I, he just kept getting the free throw line, so you knew he was there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm obviously you always yeah. know Steph is there, but I'm saying it wasn't. It didn't feel like – like when a guy goes for 39 and you watch the game, you think to yourself, that guy was – on fire, he was doing it all, and I just felt like you Steph get, did it all within the offense. The they just like, have so know. many players that yeah. like, and, and then all of a sudden like at the that. end of the game, you look at the box score, and Steph's got thirty nine points. And you're like, he, did, he didn't do his shimmy. Uh, Clay Thompson wasn't doing his dance after a big well, it three. A, it was just too close of a, of a game for that. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, but Steph's numbers right now are better than they were when he won MVP. Yeah, he's wow. he's definitely an under the radar MVP candidate. I mean, Harden's by far and away number one right now, just because of what he's done and carried that team. 
Um, but I think Steph's a very underrated MVP candidate, too. If they keep winning like this, I mean, they've won, what, 10 in a row now. I really just don't see them losing more than five games the rest of the year. So, And Steph will have a very good case for MVP at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into an MVP discussion later, but I feel like so many of Harden's baskets are unassisted, where it's just like he's just carrying that entire team. And well, Steph, you could argue that makes him even more valuable then. Yeah, no, I mean that's how yeah. I think. Mace, you yeah. mean what makes Steph more getting, valuable or Harden? Harden, Harden, yeah. right? He's that's not what, yeah, he's Harden, not yeah. 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 The team is, is just him. I mean, and yeah. he's getting doubled every place. So you can't double Steph because. But I also feel open? like to Beal's credit, I think he probably would say he didn't have the kind of game he wanted to against Golden State, but he really needed to have a Harden-like game in order for this team to win, and he just didn't quite have it that night. Well, him and Otto, I think, combined one of 16 from three, and that's kind of all you need to know. If four of those go in, the Wizards have a chance to win mm-hmm. probably down the stretch. But it, that happens. I mean, you you can create – as long as you're creating open looks and the right guys are taking the shots, you have to be happy with your offense. And I think you saw that in uh, in Orlando. It was the same kind of idea where they were creating just as good as shots against the Warriors, and they, but they made them. Jeff Green at six mm-hmm. – then against San Antonio, they were falling in the first half, second half, not so much. But as long as you're creating good looks, you have to be happy with your offense. And I know Coach Brooks was very frustrated earlier in the year at the fact that a lot of our shots weren't going in. But now it seems like, I mean, the three-point shooting's been way better. So, and the three-point defense, like I said, was great until last night. Yeah. Where, oh my God, Davis Bertans, I don't know how many people had ever watched him before. This is probably the second time I've ever watched him. That guy is good. Like legitimate that was a wild like, game. Where were you when the Burtons game happened? Yeah. Well, he leads the NBA in three point shooting, I believe. Like the guy is just he shot for sixty two percent, five of eight from three. Yeah, his release point's so high. He has a quick release. It's really hard to stop players like that that get in a rhythm. So, um, but yeah, the Spurs shot the lights out. The Wizards had no answer for Lamarcus Aldridge. Saturansky had a hell of a game, which might have gotten lost. He was spectacular. I think he had a plus 21, one. Yeah, nine, and eight. He almost had a triple double. He was plus one, which considering like Beal was minus twenty nine. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think that Orlando game, and I I mentioned this um, a couple days ago. I think it is a better win than it looks on paper because that's the kind of game that this team was having issues with earlier in the season. Like you can look at in Atlanta and at Brooklyn where they kind of things fell apart, and for them. Things were not going well down the stretch, and it, it really looked like um, it would be, you know, just coming off a back-to-back, a tough situation. But like Zach said, they were able to kind of group together and pull out the win, and I think that that could be kind of like a galvanizing win for this group where it's like, all right, we lost the night before to a very tough Golden State team, got in late to Orlando, and still were able to take care of business. And, you know, obviously was way closer than you would have liked to see, but I think that um, – good. Good teams win bad yep. games. Ugly, ga- that's exactly, ugly that's wins are great say. wins. Yeah, those are the kind of wins that you know the the good ones are able to get consistently, and um, definitely think that was a, a good win for the squad. Because you could see the frustration on Vucevic's face and Gordon when <coughs> the Wizards got a steal, and then they got the steal back at the end of the game. And yeah, then that the, final the sequence was Augustine. It was awesome. just like yeah. you know the we needed that not just a victory, but. The players got back on defense that really caused Augustine to 
probably try to make the pass way too late. Wizards get the win, but that's the thing. Is like the good team should win those games. Also, and also, let's be real. Any game that this team wins on the road is a good yeah. win because yeah, yeah, they have yeah. not done it this season. Yeah. Um, and you know they have another one on uh, on Tuesday night that they yeah. really should win. Yeah. There's a bunch of road games coming up that the Wizards really need to win, and it starts tomorrow against Cleveland, and then there's one in Chicago on a back-to-back in a few weeks as well as uh, Detroit before the All-Star break, and then Milwaukee and Toronto within there too. But, you know, these are games you just have to win. If you're trying to make the playoffs and you look at the standings, especially Detroit's now a half game up on them. Yeah, let's, take, let's, let's take a quick look at the yeah. standings. We, um, we're, we're 49 games in at this point, so 33 to play. We, uh, we, sit, in the, we sit in the 10th spot, and, um, and you know, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that bad. You look at the way the season's gone, and, I think that the uh, I think the narrative on this season, you know, a lot of people wrote this team off, and I think the narrative mm-hmm. was written. This is this is a bad Wizards team, et cetera, et cetera. They're playing all right. They're yeah. playing pretty well of late, and they're they're two and a half games out of a playoff spot. And it's not. I mean, no no disrespect to Detroit and Charlotte, uh, the two teams sitting ahead of them right now. But those are not world beating teams. Those are those are teams that you know, if this Wizards team can get hot, they can easily pass. And I. And so I just I, there are a lot of scenarios where this team over the last 33 games plays well and and gets themselves into the playoffs and once you get into the dance who knows what happens and we have more home games than we have road games uh, which is good just two over on yeah. the re- going to the into the playoffs so I feel like we've got that home court advantage and we when have you look at the one game, more home one game. more home game that helps <laughs> well because well, when you think look For something's got to give tomorrow night Cleveland's five and nineteen. At home, the Wizards are six and nineteen on the road. Well, Cleveland's just awful. These everywhere. are the games yeah. we did lose these, to them, though. We've got to get this road I know, game. I know, we did lose. To yeah, them. we've got to get this road game. Cleveland and is coming off a big win against Chicago. In Chicago, yeah, and Indiana's here Wednesday. I think that's a big game. No Oladipo, but they still, yeah, still are tough. tough. Like they know how to play as a team without him. Their on-off numbers without him are still good. So I mean, they're good. But it's a it's a winnable game. I think the Wizards have a lot of winnable games coming up. The two that stick out before the break are uh, the Bucks twice and the Raptors on the road. Those are going to be tough games no matter what. But who's going to Toronto? I am. It's right before All Star. I want to go to Toronto. I'm not going. Well, you want to go in before All Star? It's February. Yeah. February. You oh, I go? love. I love that walking trip, in the little tunnels That trip is going to be the the. So we play at Milwaukee, at Chicago, Detroit, and Toronto all in a week. It's going to be the coldest stretch of the year by far. Have a good one. Yeah, the weather. <laughs> by the way, the weather in the Midwest right now is so bad that that when I grew up in Milwaukee, they would never close school the this day is, before. They is, closed school yesterday for wow. today. What? Right. This it's is so why Jeremy's bad. in Australia. Yeah, the weather <laughs> right is awful. Because um, he's not doing Detroit, Milwaukee, Chicago, Toronto road trips. He probably, probably would have skipped those anyway. So the funny thing is, yeah, how- he, he would have given <laughs> that one to you anyways. Yeah. Do you watch? Uh, do you pay attention to Capital Weather Gang at all? I follow him on Twitter. So you know how bad the weather's going to be here tomorrow? I was actually concerned about the Wizards getting back home after Cleveland. No, we're not getting snow. Yeah, I thought we're getting Mm -hmm. snow. We're getting... Zero snow. Slate. You're not correct. No, but the weather in Cleveland's going to be bad, so it might be hard to get out. The weather's already changed since you last looked. Oh, okay. Well, there's your weather update today presented by meteorologist Jacob Rame. We're good. Joseph Uh, says we're good. no, no, No snow on the forecast anymore. Okay. Well, that helps. Well, I mean, it yeah. could change. In, by the time this podcast is released, it'll, <laughs> change, it'll yeah. change again, and we'll be getting crushed. <laughs> we'll so, be crushed. great. 
Here's but, my Jamoke. Yeah. Here's my question for you. Yeah. Oh boy. So this is a hot take question, and I and I need you to to be honest. Okay. Are you taking the Warriors starting five or the East starting five in the All Star game? Oh, That's such man. a Jamoke question right there. Holy yeah. cow. As, as much as I love talking about the Wizards' upcoming road schedule, we need a real topic. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's, no. he's getting – are Jamoke, you getting out of pen bad, and paper? This is bad radio right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, he's getting out of pen and paper. Am I taking Kyrie Irving, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Kemba, Giannis – Kemba and Joel. Kemba – no, because of Kemba. That's the only reason? That's the only reason why. What yeah. if it was Beal? Then you're going to say, yeah. If it was Beal, yeah. I'll take him. I'll take East. I think Beal – presents it gives them a better defensive presence but having Kyrie and Kemba in the backcourt on defense is terrible yeah <laughs> against yeah. Steph and Clay <laughs> yeah and the thing is that you know the Warriors the Warriors roster construction is constructed to play an 82 game regular season whereas the Eastern Conference all-stars are not constructed that way you know Kemba and Kyrie would not re- be is not uh, the starting backcourt you want but no. at the same time, like I mean, they're both great. Don't get me wrong; they're phenomenal. They're players. too similar. Yeah, you don't players. want to. Yeah, two. Does of the that same. bother anybody that we don't have tra- a traditional team anymore? No, Jamoke. It doesn't game? bother me in the slightest. It's, it has to yeah, Jacob had I, one front court. I do not care. <laughs> I don't. I think they should abolish any of the rules. I and take, it should just be the best five players. Yeah, who cares if you throw five guards out there? I just can't wait. I can't. I don't care. Small ball. <laughs> I know how you're saying you miss the tradition. Just wait till they televise the draft and you get to see who gets picked last. That's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Remember we used to televise this podcast? Kind of televised. Yeah, with that me, you, fun. and Jeremy. That was fun. I hated I it. Those days. I, I hated it. Jacob's not a they camera guy. Face for radio. They, <laughs> face for radio. Um, yeah, but if I think, and I think Bradley Beal could be a starter. In the Eastern Conference. Sure. Right? I mean, you yeah. can make a case for I, I, yeah, Easily. Easily, but I mean, I am happy. Like, I mean, as much as I would have loved Beal to get it, I'm happy that Kemba's doing it at home. I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't, for the amount that he's done for that city and for that team and that franchise, like, really happy that he's getting that honor. So, I mean, if if anybody was going to get selected over Beal for that spot, I'm glad it was Kemba. And not Ben Simmons. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that, okay, now here's the next question. Who do you kick off for Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade needs to be playing. He's not not. going to. He should be. No chance. Why? Okay, here's a better question. Oladipo's out, so now he's not in it. Who do you put in for Oladipo and not Dwayne Wade? No, it should be. I think it should be. Why can't it be Dwayne Wade? Why? Because I think we've done it in just about every other sport, and there's nothing well, wrong with it. Well, they did with it with Kobe. Kyle Ripken was, was get... batting like 200 when they put him in the All-Star game. He was voted game. in. He was voted, and it's they didn't different. have the different voting right. rules. But, but now the, the coaches can... cannot select Dwayne Wade. The coaches would never. That's Jimmy like Butler. sacrificial. No. <laughs> I think it's going to be. Jimmy Butler, All-Star. I think it's going to be Bledsoe. I agree. That's my guess. Jimmy Butler, There's All-Star. a good profile on him on ESPN about, like, the, the Celtics series and how he just like kind of made it about him and then he, t- he took blame for it in the article it was an interesting story really? yeah definitely oh. a, it's like I, I like to say a contract year profile well because <laughs> if I look at Bledsoe Bledsoe was backing up Wall at Kentucky right oh boy. or on the same team oh boy right why why are we going back yeah, to this no, point? but no he's not wrong here's if the you thing look, think he, back to this he thought I am John Wall too I should be Kyrie I should be Steph and he's never been given that opportunity to say, I am the star of this team. And he got the traded. Then he kind of was in, in Phoenix. 
Right. That but was, they quickly realize yeah. he can't be. Like, no, you're not. We're well, not. Well, he was also in Phoenix and had you. a coaching and GM carousel there. He never had supporting cast around him. They never. They never gave him the. the like, I mean, I like. I'm a. I'm a Bledsoe stand. I like Bledsoe a lot. I do too. I mean, I, I think it's just one of those things where. I, it's been, I'd love he's to hear had a that really article. interesting career trajectory because he he was like the Thunder drafted him and then traded him I think or they passed on him or traded his draft rights. Then he goes to the Clippers and he's Chris Paul's backup. Mm-hmm. Then the Clippers get rid of him because who they they kept him for whatever amount of times the backup. He had some moments. Then he goes to Phoenix, Phoenix and has this kind of explosion. He tweets, I don't want to be here eventually, which he still says is about his barber shop with his wife, which no one will ever believe that. <laughs> and then he goes to Milwaukee where, like, as someone who's from Milwaukee, Milwaukee never makes big trades. Mm-hmm. It's never been a place where a destination for anybody. So that was a huge deal for that franchise to get him. And then the article talks about how now that – and this is by Malika Andrews from ESPN, give her credit. Uh, he goes to Milwaukee, and he really likes it there because he's from Alabama, I think Birmingham, and he's kind of likes the small town, but feel, still big yeah. city feel, yeah. the comfort. There's not a lot going on, kind of like Raleigh for John, where it, it like feels like home. So it's like it's interesting when you think about some of these players. It's like they went to Kentucky, which so you think they want to be in a big city and stuff and be flashy, but like he likes Milwaukee. Yeah. And we'll see if he resigns there and stuff. But, you know, that kind of thing is interesting to think about. Like, John really likes D.C. because it, like, feels like home for him, too. Mm-hmm. You know, his dad was from here and stuff like that. But you don't really think about that mix. A lot of people are like, well, John Wall wears the shades. He wants to go to L.A., you know. Yeah. But he's comfortable here. Yeah. I'm comfortable here, too. Yeah, we know Jamoka. <laughs> I've been here what year for is a long this? time. This season, is season 11, 12. 12? Season 12. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jacob's getting there, too. It's season been eight. a long time. Season eight for me. As we look to uh, this is month three for Ryan. Oh Thursday. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> month three. Uh, Thursday, we'll find out if Bradley Beal's making the All Star game. And shout out to Chris Gehring. He sent this list of these videos that he wants for something that digital will be debuting closer to All Star game. And it's just funny because on the list was like his play at Shamanad and when he was drafted. And his rookie season highlights. So going back through all of that stuff, and it's like, man, I've been here a, a long time. It says a lot but about been, says a lot about the work that Brad's put in, like kind of yeah. later in his career, where a lot of people don't. A lot of people think you have to develop your first three years later but, in yeah. his career, quote unquote. How old is Brad? Yeah, Twenty five. Regardless, <laughs> right, it's his seventh he, season. It's, yeah, he was eighteen when he when he got. How into many the people league? were like, writing man. here? This is before Ryan 19, and I were here. How many people were writing that Brad was going to be a bust after all his injuries and stuff? I'm I, sure. I want. Uh, Ask you can ask my dad. We haven't had him on the pod yet, but uh, we do need to call David. Ray. Yeah, probably should. You can ask him. I was desperate for us to pick Beal at the draft. I loved his game at Florida, and I kept telling my dad, "Beal's the guy. Beal's the guy. Beal's the guy." And I was right. I don't think I've ever. That's the only correct call I've made in eight years. Here. <laughs> but, I, but I really, I really wanted Bradley Beal that year. Yeah. And then add to that what I really wanted was for a big three, and we just Otto just has not taken the next next step where you can say with Wall, Beal, and Otto, like they're unstoppable. I mean, not to say that they could be Steph, Clay, and Draymond Green in any way, but mm, it's funny. if you have that as I think a they have foundation. Another good player there that you huh? missed. They have another good player there. <laughs> Who'd I miss out on? Uh, Kevin 
Durant? Well, I mean, I'm, but I meant like that we're drafted. Oh, okay. Yeah, that we're drafted. Yeah, like, like drafted. Those I was like, that's a hot take to not <laughs> include KD in <laughs> no, the Warriors' no, no. big three. Yeah. But like those were the three that was like, we got a foundation. And like I feel like our foundation has ended up falling, unfortunately, to more like a wall Beal and Otto is more of a role player who can be good, but not quite well, the Well, the advanced metrics would disagree with you yeah. that he's been extremely good here. So I, I think – it's more so a lot of people look for the the big three where they don't look at a team like the Thunder who have a big two and a lot of good supporting players yeah. around him. So. It's all about Ferguson. And he's good. <laughs> he's really good. Yeah. Terrence Ferguson's one elite of the best. Elite defender, young elite three point shooter. He defines three yeah. and D in this modern era right now. But it will be interesting and I, I know that we don't really go in depth about the trade deadline usually every year, but it'll be interesting to see if the Wizards do end up making moves. They're over the salary cap. Uh who knows, you know, if you are going to make a playoff push, then they should probably add a big man because mm-hmm. we saw last night we had one big man because everybody was hurt. We had nine players, one of, and one of them's a two-way guy. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I think there's so many free agents coming up this summer and expiring that there's going to be a lot of trades. And the other thing is the you talk about expirings. You know, we saw the breaking news, Anthony Davis asking for a trade. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is becoming – that's becoming more the norm of players just saying, I want out. I so want to move the Bill on. Simmons coined the term pre-agency. Oh, yeah, that's a good. I, I like that one. I like. And, that I mean, one. it's true, and you know, let's hope that we don't have to deal with that uh, yeah. in the future. But I mean, it, it's tough for it puts New Orleans in a tough place. But the good thing is they do have him under control for another year and a half, so they can wait to take the best offer. Mm-hmm. And they have to make this trade correctly because yeah. let's be honest, the boogie trade didn't work out. Buddy Hill is really good. They yeah. gave up two first rounders. Who, you know, they didn't turn out to be stars, but they still gave up two first rounders yet. I mean, Harry Giles could be really good. Um, and then hey, Boogie left and went to Golden State because he got hurt. And, you know, that's just a freak incident. But at the same time, like, they have Drew Holiday. And then Miritich, I think, is expiring. Oh, no, he signed a new deal. But, you know, like, they don't, if they lose Anthony Davis, like, what's their future? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? So they have to nail this. And, do you want to, you know, do you want to do it now where you can, you know, take advantage of this draft or it's next year's draft better? And like, those are the things you have to think about. You can't just be like, well, we want a draft pick. But like, for example, a lot of people think this upcoming draft is very top heavy and not deep. So maybe you wait till next year or you even bank on the year when they're expected to roll out the high schoolers where it's the double draft in 2022. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's just a lot of things that have to go into it and you have to have a long-term plan. Otherwise it's not going to succeed. I'm interested to see how the Nets, how the Nets play without Dinwiddie for three to six weeks. Yeah. That's not good. Go, I think they're going to head in the other direction. Well, they are playing yeah, really, they really, really well. Kind of so. maybe hit their peak, but that's 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 um, they play they play and like I know their whole hashtag is we go hard they they play hard and like it's and we've talked about it before on this podcast but it's um, a team that doesn't really have like Daniel Russell is definitely coming into his own and becoming uh, a very good guard but they don't have like a a big superstar and they all just play super and like kind of you know they just play really well as a team and like guys like Jared Allen or Damari Carroll yeah like they're mm-hmm. just. A fun, hard team, young team with Dudley. (laughs) (laughs) But that does—that is what makes it sad. Like I was 
thinking the other day about how last season at the NFL there were so many starting quarterbacks that went down. You don't want Dimwitty to go down. Yeah. You don't want Olodipo to get hurt on our team. You don't want Otto to be yeah. out, Wall to be out, that are really not just affecting the team in their current state, but just the overall look of the league and the comp- competitive nature of the games. And, like, we're playing Indiana – you know, tomorrow night, and it's without Oladipo, and it's like, uh, yeah. it doesn't quite have the same cachet. Yeah, and it's harder than, well, quarterbacks are one story, but the NBA makes it so difficult because a lot of these guys are like 25% of your salary cap, or mm-hmm. they're your your best player by a mile, and you can't replace them. Yeah. Like, it's so hard, and there's such few players on a basketball team that it makes it really difficult. And in basketball, you know, you get the ball in your star's hands such a high percentage of the time. Like, how often does there's all the depot have the ball in his hands for yeah. Indiana, and then you have to replace that whole thing and figure the out usage. a whole new play way to play. That's what the yeah. Wizards went through. I'm sure uh, that's exactly what Indiana has to go through, and it's, it's interesting for them now because I felt like they were going to make a trade because they were playing so well, and they were just like another really good player away from maybe competing in the East. And, and I'm not saying they can't still make this trade, but like, do you still go for it this year, mm-hmm. or just stick with your guys and and save for the off season? So. It, a lot of these GMs have such difficult decisions to make. I do not envy them at all. Yeah, we can just talk about them instead. <laughs> we've we've done a lot of talking about the Wizards and the NBA. Hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Um, Wizards taking on the Cavs tomorrow night, then back home on Wednesday night against the Indiana Pacers, and then Saturday, uh, Zach Rosen's Milwaukee Bucks will be coming into town. Yeah, my Bucks. Your Bucks. It'll be a fun game. Not his bucks anymore. And his three no. all-stars. The three all-stars. And I have three. That would be ridiculous. Why can't Jimmy <laughs> Butler make it? Why do you want Jimmy Butler to make a, it? He's not a good guy. <sighs> yeah. But not a good guy. Okay. Coaches. Right. Sixers do not deserve a third Think all-star. about it this way, I'm not too. doing this again. Think, no, this <laughs> my final point is the coaches are voting. They are never going to vote for Jimmy Butler Dude. after what he's done. Yeah. In Sabotage. Whoa, whoa. All right. Uh, hot takes. To end Wait, off the your bench. An- is your answer Warriors or East? East. Took the, no, with Bradley took- Beal. East with Bradley East with Beal. Bradley That's Beal. such a cop-out answer. <laughs> How? Classic Jamoke. No, well, then it would be West. East I with mean- Jason Tatum. Like, five <laughs> Jason Tatum. <laughs> yes, five Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum over Let everybody. me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Jason Tatum, I'm too much of a fan. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, you I- really are. It's because, like, you know, I met him at Chaminade. I just, I this want This is why you're never going to be kid. a real talking head. Too much of a fan. It's okay. We're you're better off being a wizard's talking head. All I I like for you guys to really just do the debating, and I just like you know being a fly on the wall and helping to move the conversation. <laughs> I'm more the fan. You guys are more the analytical heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. I don't right. know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll do it Jacob's for all the business <laughs> For Ryan Dizdier, Zach Rosen, and Jacob Rame. Ciao for now, everybody. <laughs>